Welcome to Season 2 of Voices of Value, a conversation between Peter Kakos and Rick Rushton and their high-achieving guests from professional sport, Olympians, business leaders and ordinary people with value hacks to share through simple life lessons. If you're keen to reach your next level personally and professionally, sit back and join the conversation with your hosts, Rick and Peter. Voices of Value, Rick Rushton here with my good friend, Peter Kakos. Pete, welcome to another episode. Thanks, Rick. And uh, here we are again on Zoom. And who would have thought we'd be recording on Easter Saturday? Well, uh, it really is the time to adapt and adapt we are. So uh, how are you finding things, Rick? I'm finding things about when someone said to me, enjoy the long weekend, I go, I feel like the last three weeks have been long weekends. It's been like working from home with my family around and all that sort of stuff. So I, I like everybody, mate. I think I'm just you know, getting into the rhythm of the new norm, whatever that looks like for each individual. But um, interesting times, there's no questions about that. And uh, we want to see if we can sort of bring some value with this conversation today, which, as you say, is over Zoom, which until the uh, social distancing rules change, it's probably the way it's going to have to be. Yeah, look, absolutely. I think it's important to, to note right off the, uh, the cusp that it's, uh, it, it's temporary, not permanent. So I think we just do have to remember that. And also also understanding that we've got choices and the choices is what we're listening to and what we're absorbing out there by way of information. I don't know about you, but I've never seen so many people who are now health experts and giving us all the all the framework for what we should be doing as well and for economic and, and health reasons and so forth. But, you know, it's those that are just really, you know, head down, bottom up and really working on themselves. And, and as I said, understanding that it is temporary, not permanent and because you do have control and sometimes you, you feel like you don't have control. So hopefully today we can, we, we can share a bit with the listeners about what we're going through and also just have open discussions and I'd love to really just pry into your mind as well into, into your deep thoughts there, uh, Rick, in terms of how you're seeing things because I know you've, you've shared a lot through various networks uh, over the past week or so. Yep. But, you know, one thing I, I know is that I'm passionate about is, is controlling my attitude, um, controlling, you know, my destiny, controlling the discipline that I, that I go through on a day-to-day basis, well and truly controlling those habits um, and also lo- not losing sight of that end goal and those, and, and, and those goals uh, as such. And I think it really does then start from the priorities that we do set for each other on a day-to-day basis. Well, mate, I've got to tell you, just from that entry right there, I reckon you could, every one of our listeners, every one of our viewers on YouTube could actually just fill their journals with what your opening gambit is. That, that is so true. It's first, it's choice time, and we make some decisions around those choices. As we know, it's sort of uh, a lot of noise out there at the minute, but, you know, you just choose where you're going to focus and choose what you're going to listen to. And and then most importantly, it's not the, the conditions that we're working under at the moment or the conditions that the world is put under at the moment. It's really our decisions around that. And so your mindset seems to be, to me, mate, to be as bloody good as it gets. I'm, I'm actually impressed with that opening setup. <laughs> well, it, it goes back to, and I know you shared that, that the slide recently, but of the, of the white water. And I, um, I love that 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 analogy. And and hey, how about we do some analogies and metaphors today in terms of uh, in terms of like because I got a couple of beauties to start with that have been shared to me as well. But but the white water is is where we're at right now. It's who can navigate through that because when there's you know when the um, there's there's flat water and the, there's no ripples or anything like that, it's pretty easy just to float. 
and just let the tide take you wherever you need to go. When we hit this rough turbulent times as we're in right now and, and the rough white water, shall I say, you really do need to carefully look at how you're navigating things. So this comes from a mindset, comes from belief set, um, comes from a health set. Uh, so it's not just about, and I love the conversation today, not just to be totally about business, but also about, you know, um, health and, and personal as well. Because as we always say, life is primary, business is secondary. And it's no different right now. Yeah. So the other thing that I'll, I'll, I'll lead into as well in terms of metaphorically speaking, and, and this is the one I love and it was shared with me by a colleague, but it's a little bit like the pace cars just come out onto the track and it's bunched everyone up. So you may have had people who are flying and really in that zone and in huge momentum. Right now, a little thing called COVID is the pace car and it's come out on the track and now everyone's bunched up. Love it. I don't think it gets much better than that again. I don't really have anything to contribute today, mate. I think you've, <laughs> you've kicked it open beautifully and uh, and that sort of analogy works really, really well too. You know, one of, the, one of the things in terms of philosophically speaking is that, again, the late great Jimmy Rohn, who I think I quote just about every time I'm speaking to people at the moment because he was the smartest philosopher I knew and he could use metaphors better than anyone I, I've ever sort of been around. As, as all good quality educators do, Pete, he could make something that was very complex very easy to understand. He'd say the winds of change, the winds of despair, the winds of challenge blow on everybody, but it's not so much the winds, it's the set of the sail. And our philosophy is the set of the sail. And the same wind that's going to blow us to the harbour of achievement in these periods of times and the opportunity and the solution is the same winds that are drifting people further out to a dark sea where they have no rudder and they don't feel like they're in control of anything. So I think you're so right. If your focus is right, you're in some sort of control, focus on your decisions you can make in these conditions that are set upon us and be the best version of you you can be going forward because the big picture still should stay the same. You know, I love that saying, this too shall pass, the old Persian saying that says, we will get through this. When we get through this, it's how we arrive there that dictates pretty much how quickly, as you said to me, privately off, off camera and off air, how we slingshot out of this. You know, it's really about the work we're doing right now with our headspace and getting it absolutely right to make sure that that's well and truly done. And I loved your, you know, white waters, force versus flow. I've used it a lot in my leadership discussions with people. More to the metaphor of, you know, you'd never step in the same river twice. It's always constantly moving. And I think the situation is a bit like a moving river. It's changing so often. I mean, if you think back three weeks ago, we were thinking, oh, gosh, yeah, it's going to be disappointing. We might not be able to watch some footy. We'll have to just watch it on TV. Now there's no sport being played, not just in Australia, not just in New Zealand, not, not globally. <laughs> so it's changing so quickly about what you could and couldn't do. And so therefore what I'm saying is, is that all we have really control of is setting the sail and we can set it any way we like and, and push the rudder any direction we want. My message will be to always look for the positive in the challenge and look for the solution to the challenge. And I'm always a glass half full, not half empty kind of cat. So I do smell the flowers and say, where's the wedding, not not where's the funeral? Uh, and yep. that, to make light of it, because, you know, obviously I think globally at the moment, the death toll's over 100,000, which is just, you know, I, one's too many. So 100,000 is ridiculous. But, yeah, so my message, I guess, is that I love your metaphors because it does help simplify what, it, what are bloody complex times and it gives us just something that we can latch onto. So hopefully our listening audience, our viewing audience is getting some value out of this conversation thus far. Yeah. I think it's well and truly, as you said, it's about charting a path so we need to know where we're going. And this is going to come back to uh, how we actually set up our days with those priorities and so forth because it's pretty easy to, to, um, to float 
through a day, especially now. And it's interesting, you know, we we look at a lot of business owners um, didn't really like the idea of um, yeah. having people work from home yeah. and so forth. That was a that was a real challenge because. You know, are they going to be disciplined enough? Are they going to be productive enough? All these questions came in and now all of a sudden people are realising that, hang on a minute, you know, Zoom just didn't arrive a month ago when COVID, you know, really hit Australia hard. Um, it's been around for some time. Um, people have been doing video calls for, for, for a long, long time, but now all of a sudden it's, and as you can see with Instagram posts and so forth, it's, it's like people have just discovered it. But the other thing um, I'll say about that is it almost feels like people have just discovered, um, just discovered, really in terms of the knowledge, wealth of knowledge that's actually out there um, in the ether, like on, on YouTube or um, on TED, or, or they're just finding some incredible philosophies and information and learnings that um, that have been around for some time, but. But kudos to those people now because it's interesting in, in, in dark times, you know, we, we shine that light on, on things that are having profound effect on individuals as we, as we navigate through this and as we, as I said, as we chart this path through there because we do have choice and, and we always remember that we have choice. You could either be, well, I think we've spoken about this many times before, Rick, I'm not sure on, on VV, but, you know, you can either be that victim or that leader. You can either take, you know, ownership and responsibility and, and accountability around your actions and so forth um, and how you're leading your way through this. Or you can be that victim. You can bury your head in the sand. You could blame Wuhan. You could, you know, make excuses for things. You can, you can deny what's going on. And, by the way, there's been a hell of a lot of denial uh, as well in terms of, oh, it's not really as bad or, well, it, it is what it is. So let's, I guess, get out of the broadcast um, area, get out of the stands, get on the court, and let's play the game. Let's chart this path. Um, let's let's develop some really critical priorities, and let's start moving in that general direction, and, and, and make sure that when we come out of it, we actually achieve something. Oh. So, Rick, I want to ask you a question. Yep. And this question was asked for me, asked to me a couple of days ago, and I just sat there and went, "Wow, love that." But you know, if we look, if we had the uh, the beauty of hindsight. So we're two years down the track from now and yep. we're looking, you know, we've got this, this, this wonderful hindsight. And I'm going to say, Rick, you know, during COVID-19, um, sorry, yeah, COVID-19, the lockdown, what do you wish you had have done? Yeah, a- so two years down the track, yep. looking back in hindsight, yep. and I'm saying, what do you regret that you didn't do? What were the opportunities that existed for you right then? Geez, that really puts the cook in the kitchen, doesn't it, and decides what do you want to bake from here on out. That's a bloody great question, mate. I think, um, you know, as someone who always said I can never find the time to do such and such, uh, now time's been made for us a little bit to do that, I would have thought. So, um, and I've got to say to you, you know, I'd like to think I've done a lot in the short period of time anyway, taking a lot of my learning platforms online now and things of that nature and um you know but gosh there's so much you could still do i was about to say in response to what you just said prior to asking me that question about you know uh that there seems to be this fresh approach to personal development now that's something you and i've had a a passion about for for close to three decades so yeah it's great as you say that the rest is you know, maybe catching up in some areas potentially to what we might have found as being normal, normal mode for us. But 
you know, I think what I what I hear with all this is necessity is the mother of all skill because we we need some reference points, some changing points. You know, I'm speaking to so many people as I coach them right through this that they're actually surprising themselves how productive they are at home. Yeah. Uh, they feel like three or four hours at home is more productive than eight or nine hours in the office because they have less distractions, less commute, less failed appointments, no shows and stuff of that nature. But I think if I was going to really honestly say to you with authenticity about uh, what I wish I had have done, I wished our planets had aligned so that um, the property that we've been searching for for probably five years, which we believe we've we've secured, Pete, in these challenging times, I wish we were in it because I could be thinking about all the things I could be doing right now. I'm a very, I get frustrated very easily and very quickly and Gay always say, says to me, you know, you need to go outside and do something. And so like yesterday, I not only cut the grass of the property that we're in right now, I cut uh, across the road from me, my neighbour's two doors down. <laughs> um, I, you know, so I wish, I guess two years from now, I wish that we had been having our plants aligned so we could be in our own property so we could do the renovations that we've already earmarked to do on this new one when we, when we settle on it later in the year, Pete. So with, all, with authenticity, that would be it for me, I think. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, isn't it? I, like, I liken it to a 200-metre race and I'd like to... So I should could share some athletic stories from you for when I was a junior, Rick, but we won't. Um, we we digress. But the two hundred metre race has always been a very interesting um, race to watch because it's very hard to tell who's actually doing really well in the first hundred metres. Um, you can sort of see if someone's creeping up on the on the lane next to them, but when you come out of that bend and into the straight you know who's done the work on the bend and who's in front and then we get a better perspective on things. Right now, I I truly believe that we are on the bend. We are in that 200-metre race on the bend and we're absolutely pedalling like crazy. And we don't don't really have an option, do we? We do have to pedal like crazy. For me, there's no other option. We've just got to just keep going to it because there's there's no plan B. I'm not prepared to sort of sit here and wallow and... And all that sort of stuff. It's got to be like, right, what are we doing? Let's 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 make these changes and let's adapt right now. So once we come out of this, and as you, as you said before, is um, when we slingshot out of this, it's going to be who has worked the hardest at this time. Absolutely. I, I, my, my message to everybody is the conversations you're having in the next five minutes, five hours, and five days will set up the next five months for you. Uh, if you if you're having genuine conversations with people, both as professional, personal, uh, also maybe in your role and, and also a role as a leader, yeah. You know, my message is is that um, you know it's really about black and white at the moment. There's no grey, and if we're seeing anything with world leaders at the moment, the ones who are seemingly meeting this challenge are the ones who are very clear with their communication, very clear with their messaging, and it's very black and very white. The ones that are kind of people are making fun of on social media, and I'm not spending too much time on social media because I've got to tell you, you can lose so much of your day there, but the ones that are being made fun of are the ones that are giving mixed messages or what we call very vanilla or very grey messaging. So, you know, my, my, my message to leaders is be very clear on what you're messaging so that your teams, it doesn't mean you have to say, here's when the finish line is. No one can say it with, with certainty. Just be very clear with what your messaging is. Hey, that'll take care of itself. If we take care of the next five minutes, five hours, five days, the next five weeks will come, God willing. But, you know, I think that's that, that was kind of really what you were talking about earlier about narrowing your focus and getting you back in alignment with what you, you really ultimately want to be doing. Um, so my message would be, right here right now that you know the three things i'm observing 
is number one, the people who are doing the work seemingly are getting instant rewards almost now, which is fantastic. Yeah. You know, they, they are getting instant rewards. Number two, they're probably seeing up the next five years with the work they're doing, you know, in these sort of moments in the next five minutes, five hours, five days, potentially even five weeks. And the last point to that is, is that, you know, as, as we said earlier, you know, you, sh- you sent me a link of a video of a really cool, um, you know, interview that you were a part of and, you know, I was listening to the respondent giving some great stuff and in my mind I'm thinking what he's trying to say there is necessity is the mother of all skill and I think he said necessity is the mother of all invention and I, and I go either way, it's absolutely true. We, we get the greatest growth, we find the greatest things about ourselves, not in times of comfort and ease and joy but when we're challenged. So why so many people are finding personal development things that we might have found a decade or two ago isn't because we're smarter or sharper than the rest. It's just that we had a focus for it then. Yeah. Necessity is making that a focus for those sort of people now. So when I see those posts on social media where I go, I love it. Yeah, when I see someone go, I heard this for the first time the other day, I thought it would be useful in these days and age, like when you travel on aeroplanes and the safety demonstration talks about the oxygen mask and you put your own mask on first before helping others and I'm kind of going, gosh, I reckon I heard that in 96. It doesn't make me smarter. It just makes makes me aware that, because I've had this quest for personal development, this quest for upskilling, it's probably made me find stuff. Just like, you know, you and I aren't the most musical, instrumental people of all time. In my mind, I think I'm a rock star, but I wouldn't I can't <laughs> play a note. I don't know if I can sing a note. But if our focus was music, we'd be probably giving, you know, when you say, what would you regret? I regret that I, you know, didn't sharpen my ability to play the piano or something like that, you know. So it's wherever your focus goes, as you said earlier, Pete, energy flows. So yeah. my focus is... Realistically, about people, connecting, leadership, you know, concepts that are going to have some strategies and just just making sure people are really aware of what they're saying because, you know, I saw a post a couple of days ago when someone said, you know, when it's really all said and done, Australia, it's not that bad. We've only had 60-odd deaths or whatever the number was. But I type back straight away and go, I hear what you're saying. The number doesn't sound that much unless one of those is someone you love. Yeah. Imagine one of those 60 is your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your auntie, your daughter, your son, God help you. That person then goes, "Hey, thanks for the thanks for the stiff uppercut. I've removed the post." And I said, "It's not about removing the post. It's about just realigning your thinking." Does number doesn't sound that huge because you almost go, "That's something that's happening to other people." Well, I'll tell you what, if that was someone that was one of yours, sugar, it would give you a whole different perspective, wouldn't it? So it's really about yeah, having those balanced feelings, and I guess taking our emotional bias out of out of what's actually going on because you know and and we can control our own headspace and and what we're doing and 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 our reactions and so forth but what gets written what gets seen and 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 opinions i mean it's yeah it's it's an interesting one isn't it because I, i love what you said before about you know with social media i mean you either get an option now to create or to consume and if you want to consume well, you can sit there and make yourself feel as crap as you possibly can. Just uh-huh. sit there for one hour and scroll through Facebook, Insta, uh, not so much LinkedIn, but, you know, um, certainly those two those two platforms. And if you want to feel pretty ordinary, you can pretty much do so. Yeah. Or you can you can be the change that the world wants to see uh, or that you want to see and, and start creating, creating things of... Um, of real impact to people because I tell you, Rick, when this is all said and done, people really are going to remember how you made them feel more than anything is how you made them feel. So through this generosity and so forth, in our street here there's a WhatsApp group, everyone bouncing off each other, who needs this, who needs that, can I help anyone there, can I do that, whatever it may be. 
people within our company have gone, you know, have basically gone through their, they've prioritised their databases. So they go with more of the older generation first, checking in with those people, bang, 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 need help, need help, need help, need help. And you don't have to be old and so far. You could be, you could be a single mum, you could be a single dad. Um, it could just be be alone, you know, um, uh, quarantining alone. So it's really, really hard. And then um, and then you get those that, that want to talk about balance. I tell you what, it's out there there's a five and a seven-year-old um, and, and my wife who's starting a new business. You want to talk about balance. Then I tell you what, our, our days are in turmoil um, every single day, but you know what? We need to navigate our way through. So um, productivity is, is not an option. So... Um, Working in chunks and so forth is, is is just critical in terms of how we how we set up our day. Just can I ask you that, Rick? Um, in terms of how you're setting up the day and how you how you're, I mean, you're comfortable sort of working in this environment. But any little tips and so forth of how you do set up a day and how you do work from home. Well, I think that the way I have it is my mind is pretty clear on what my day ahead looks like because I've got it planned that day before a little bit and then I'm in a routine. So um, and I just said this uh, live to a, a coaching group that that's a closed group, pretty, pretty cool operators. I say to them, you know, if I was traveling, I'd be in a hotel room. If I'm at home, I'm at home. Uh, but my day starts the same way. I get up about the same time every day. I jump into a shower. As soon as that fat shower force it turns water on and hits my face it's just it's that's almost like the trigger for me to go okay uh are you ready to help people get to a better place today because if you're not go back to bed yeah where a lot of people sometimes pete you know their alarm clocks go i I don't wake up to an alarm clock and it frustrates my wife that i can just get up when i need to get up but you know a lot of people's alarm clocks goes off then they hit snooze so that pre-frames them straight away doesn't it you know they're happy to snooze through the day so i think the first thing for me is my commute at the moment is get out of bed, go straight to the ensuite, hit the shower, water hits my face. It's asking me, are you ready to make a difference today? Are you ready to get on with it today? Um, you know, my commute is then from my dressing room into the, the kitchen and I make myself a very stiff oh, coffee, no sugar, which I know really irritates your wife that I don't have sugar just to get mm-hmm. rid of the acidity. But look, we'll keep on moving on. Um, but my days are set up. And I, was, I, was, I think I said this to you uh, this week, just when we had a private phone conversation, an hour on Zoom just goes, feels like 10 minutes. I feel like I'm living a dog's life at the moment. Every year we're living, they're living seven. It's almost like unbelievable. So my, just, just my, on that, I just saw a post uh, this morning, someone saying that now they know how dogs feel about going for a walk. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, they're happiest people about this lockdown, if that's the right terminology to call it, or lock-in. Uh, they say, you know, uh, dogs are the happiest people that don't want it to end because, you know, and it's true. We live opposite a park at the moment. We're seeing yeah, how many people take their dogs for a walk. It's scary. And we've, we've taken our 18-year-old pug crossed with a griffin and our 10-year-old uh, English staffy for walks every day, Gay and I. And it's just so, so interesting to sort of have that opportunity. But in, in, in short, Pete, have a routine, a routine that serves you. Have a work area that allows flow to go. You know, you don't want a, a work environment that sort of interrupts you. And my message is chunking is critical. Be on task or on calls or on emails or on something for no less than 45 minutes, no more than 90. Then you've got to get up and take a break. And my view is if I've been on task for 45 minutes to 90 minutes, uh, if I've been on for that long, I'm going to be off for at least half an hour. Then I'm, then I'm going to come back on and do it again. It'll be interesting when our daughter goes back to school uh, because she'll be going back to school from her bedroom and we've got to set up there because uh, she's going to be on virtual on Zoom. Uh, I'm going to be working from the, 
the study on Zoom, um, you know, it's going to be very much an interesting uh, case to see how that works. But we said to Amelia, you have to have a routine that serves you. So my message is get, get a routine that serves you. I think it would be uh, silly to get up, get into a daggy tracky, put on a pair of moccasins, put on a beanie and then think you're in work mode because your yep. brain isn't going to respond to that as well as you think. Um, so go through your normal routines. If you're going to the office, uh, I Zoom a lot. I had a day off uh, where I didn't sort of expect to be on Zoom and I was on about three and I was really kicking myself that I was casually dressed and <laughs> all that sort of stuff. But uh, anyway, my message summing up with that is get a routine that serves you. I know it the day before I look at it. I understand the outcome I want before I actually get on the Zoom. So I don't just go blindly and go, this is a Zoom between, you know, 2.30 and 3 on a, on a certain day. What's my outcome I want when I hang up at 2.59 with mm. Peter Kakos? What's the outcome I want? So I don't dial in or I don't zoom in or I don't do anything without an agenda, which sounds a little bit like I'm being deceptive with an agenda, but it's actually giving me, I think routine sets me free and I think an agenda, an agenda gives me clarity and, and what I want to be able to say and get out of each appointment. So, um, you know, it's Zoom's something I've been using for two years. I'm very clear when I get on it what I'm trying to do. And, um, you know, as you as you know, mate, we are still looking for ways to get productive in these restrictions. We're, pl- we're restricted to one half of the field. We've just got to be best on ground at that half of the field as best we can. And I think that's really about how we set ourselves up to play. Yeah, it's just never, navigating the new landscape. That's, that's what we've got to do. Just something to add to that. And, yeah, like you touched on, the priorities are important. Top three priorities, you know, really important. The other thing is don't, and I, and I love the fact you have an agenda and, and you should be shouting that from the rooftops because what what I'm hearing and, and potentially seeing is Zoom meetings for the sake of meetings. Yeah. It's like I'm, I'm lacking a bit of FaceTime. I'm going to jump on Zoom and just have a bit of a yarn and so forth. Like, look, it's okay to do that um, from, from time to time, I guess, but you've really got to set those daily goals and get those priorities. Otherwise, the days just go. It's, yeah. it's incredible. They yeah. are not stopping. We've, we've just motored through um, the last couple of weeks, you know, without a doubt. The, the, the other thing I'll say to that, just in closing around working from home, is it's just so – your workspace at home is just so important. Yeah. Is So I've got a desk um, where we actually filmed the last um, uh, Zoom from, uh, our last, sorry, Voices of Value – from um, it just wasn't working because my wife worked right works right next to me. Um, apparently, I'm loud um, no. on the phone and so forth, and whatever it may be. Uh, so I came into the into the front room and actually just deck, decked it out. Now, so I've got I've actually got a trestle table I grabbed from the garage and I set that up. I went to the office and grabbed my screens and set that up. I got new cords, connected everything up. Um, I've got the lighting here now. For um for Zoom calls and so forth, um you know like I, I, I'm absolutely prepared, not just for today or tomorrow. I'm prepared for you know what if this goes on another month, well you know what I, I can't miss an opportunity to be productive. I love I it. I don't I want it. that that beauty of hindsight in two years. Say what would you wish? Oh, gee, I wish I had to set myself up and taken it a bit more seriously because the reality is, is you know a lot of people saying oh I'm gonna you know I'm gonna take a holiday or take a break whatever. Well. I can't understand why would you take a break when you can't go anywhere? Yeah. You know, this, this is actually the time to actually work on your business. We talk about on the business versus in the business. Well, this is is this not an ideal time to to actually work on the business? 
you know, so because because for a lot of us, we we actually don't have a choice um, to work in the business. But you know, on these Zoom calls and on these meetings, it's really clear um, when you talk about agendas, Rick, is, is is set those priorities up for you and and for others, and understand that share challenges, um, share quick wins. There are, I mean, the, you need to be shouting those wins from a rooftop, well and truly. And then look for new ideas, new initiatives and so forth. Like we've got a guy in our office that's um, partner works for Swiss Vitamins and they're doing some really cool stuff um, on their Zoom calls. Um, one of their Zoom calls, I think, on, on a Friday at 4 o'clock, they're having um, – it's called Quarantini. So you actually bring your, um, bring <laughs> your, your own favourite cocktail to the meeting at 4 o'clock. I know that's an alcohol, Rick, because you don't drink alcohol, but um, – but little things like that. I know there's been a lot of people who are, you know, putting hats on and, and crazy stuff and that. I think that's great culturally. Yeah. Um, I think it's fantastic culturally, actually, yeah. in terms of keeping that 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 team bonding um, well and truly alive and well. However, th- there needs to be some outcomes. There needs to be, you know, set priorities in terms of what you're able to do. And and I'm I'm loving that part of it at the moment because the implementation and and and, and new initiatives that we're able to adopt to navigate, as I said, this landscape is um, is actually quite exciting. Yeah, I'm loving all of this. I mean, I, I, this is an episode, uh, and I'll be really candid with all of our listeners and viewers. I don't replay a lot of our sessions because I, I I do the learning as we're going. <laughs> But I've got to say to you, I'm going to be watching this one back again and or listening to this one again because I reckon your opening sort of conversation, it was full of so many value gems there. It was bloody clear to me that you'd prepare for this much better than I had, mate, to be brutally honest. <laughs> but, um, but I think the, the other thing that, that, that really stands out when you talk about that there, I'm now remembering books that I've read over the journey because I don't know if you've had this request, Pete, but I've had so many people. When I say so many, I'm talking north of 10, south of 20 in the last few days go to me, hey, what would you recommend as a good personal development book for me to read? Yeah, so people are actually going, yeah, what would you read if you were me right now? And I'm thinking that's a hard one to really know. But I loved reading a book written by Alan Alder from, you know, Hollywood acting fame of MASH. And yeah, I was going to say is that now. Yeah. Alan Alder played Hawkeye Pierce in MASH and still to this day is a very, very sharp dude, even though he's got sort of Parkinson's disease, my understanding. But he talks in a, in a book, which is the conversations you have with yourself or never have your dog stuffed. I can't remember. It's one of these two books that he's had. But, you know, he talks about the conversations that people have with, with everyone and then just at the doorway as they're about to leave, they say, oh, by the way, the real reason I want to speak to you today, Pete, is this. He says in the book, people should just start off with that. You know, just you, you get in the conversation and you do yeah, small talk. Yeah. How are you doing? How's this? How's that? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, before I go, here's and he says you know, that it's really good to have a very clear outcome you want or an agenda that you want or a priority of what you want out of this connection and conversation so that you can't get off the phone at the other end and go, or you, you can't end meeting for all on Zoom and go, I don't know if I actually got out of that what what I needed. I don't even know if they got what they needed. But if it's very clear about what you're trying to achieve, then you've got much better chance of hitting it. If we know the target, it's a pretty strong chance of hitting it. Again, that's black and white, not grey. You know, if, if I get on this and see where this takes me, that's probably not ideal. So, you know, and again, that force versus flow, you know, you can be in the flow if you actually have an understanding about which way you want the tide to go or which way you're going to work with the tide to a degree, not just, just not just get in there and wing it. So, which is kind of hard because I, I, I am a bit of a, I don't like to over-prepare. Um, so, but I do know if I'm going to do something like this today, what's my, what's my thinking around it? 
my thinking around it is if we want better results, we're going to have to sort of give ourselves, as you say, a workspace from home that works, that allows us to give us every chance to do it, have a, have a very clear idea about what you're trying to achieve with each segment of that day. But again, routine's going to set you free. Mm. I think, um, yeah, that's great stuff. The, the leadership aspect of it is is more critical now than ever. And yeah. I'm not as a, I'm not talking about from a business sense here. I'm talking about from a personal sense. I've got a team um, that rely on me to to find a way to navigate this white water um, and to nurture them through it. <clears throat> They're big enough and ugly enough and smart enough to navigate through. I'm sure, but I think we all need that support. And Rick, you've been an in, incredible support for me. And just that, just being able to sort of bounce stuff off you and, and, and get that thinking right because I actually, uh, I don't love COVID-19, but I love times when you could actually stop, think, ponder because this is a time where you really do need to step back, take a breath, look around you, identify opportunities, but most importantly, keep moving forward and, and look for things. So, so getting back to that leadership conversation, I've got a team that depends upon me, but I've also got a family that depends upon me. Um, and, and, you know, a wife and a couple of two kids, um, my, my sisters, my brother-in-laws, my mum, my in-laws and so forth like that. I think, I think collectively um, it's everyone to empathise with everyone's situation and everyone's got their own mindset and belief around what's going on um, and that's okay. No judgement, no criticism, no judgement. I know my path and I'm navigating through my path and, hey, you know, I want to, I want to sort of take as many people with me as possible that, that want to join on, on, on a positive path. So that's the way I, I look at it and I'm, I'm enjoying just that pondering, that, 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 that pensiveness of, of just being plunged in thought and really just taking on, on, on what it actually is. So it's... Um, yeah, and I, I, I see this as a, as a great time to, to really stand up as, as a leader um, and not have a talk fest but actually empathise, really listen, get a really in-depth, innate understanding of what's going on. Uh, then, we can, then we can chart the waters, you know, together and, um, uh, and, and, and see what's, you know, what is that light at the end of the tunnel. I've got to tell you, mate. This is like Wayne Carey dominating a game. In the, <laughs> you just, you just, you're taking pack marks. You're just sinking them from outside fifty on all angles. It's bloody. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to re-listen to this because I think it is just absolute uh, bloody gold. As a way of tying it all in, you know, you you ask me two years from now, what will I sort of look back on and go, you know, I I'm glad I did these things, or I wish I had done these things. Maybe another way of looking at it too is to maybe write yourself a letter in these times of reflection, in these times of understanding what's going on, going, it's now been two years since COVID-19. It's now Easter 2021 or, or a year, Easter 2020, however far you want to project forward. And uh, my life has changed immeasurably for the better because these things happen. Start jotting down some things you want to actually take on board and learn from this. So IE, Pete. If you're somebody who hasn't been switched on to personal development, but now you're, you're absorbing it, you make it a discipline to maybe read a book a month, to maybe listen to an audio program every second week, to maybe watch a TED Talk once a day for eight, nine, ten minutes, potentially. I'm not saying that's what you have to do. I'm just saying maybe that's something you could consider doing. You know, I, I know I'm going to look back on this period 
when people are saying, we don't know what the real estate market is doing, what the financial market is doing, why would you buy now, wouldn't you wait? I know we're going to benefit because we made a decisive decision as a family, not just me, my wife and I, and we, we entered a negotiation on a property that we couldn't go back and have a look at it again because the rules changed. So we'd seen it once. We'd seen it weeks ago, by the way, and it was only through sort of follow-up from the part of the agent and follow-up from us that we're able to get a deal done, contract signed. Now, I'm, I'm going to look back on this moment in time and go, it was because we were clear, because we were decisive, and in uncertain times, the people who make decisive decisions seem to benefit from it. No different to... 2008 during the GFC or Y2K in 2000 or any other challenge that's ever come, clearly the good good news stories post those challenging times were the people who just got on and made some decisions, just got on and took some action, just yeah. backed themselves in a little bit. So, you know, Gay and I have been together a long time, so it's very easy for us to have trust and, and faith in each other. And I know she's going to support me no matter what, and I, I know that I'm, I'm there for her no matter what. So if we get this wrong... Uh, well, at least we've had a crack at doing something, but I don't think we will. I think we will look back and go, I'm glad we did it. So maybe one of the last tips we can give our audience today is to maybe write a letter to yourself in a moment of, of reflection of, of a quiet solitude and just go, it's now been a year or two since COVID-19 and my life has improved so much more because of these things. Jot down some things that you might want to have achieved and done and, and, and maybe, maybe you've written that book. You know, maybe, maybe you've maybe you've done the thing that you've always put on your mental to-do list and never had the time. Now you've got time made for you. So maybe you can do it to a degree. I don't know if that makes sense, but that would be a tip I would sort of leave our audience with this week. Brilliant. And I, I remember doing that, Rick, at your course back in the nineties as well. And uh, what, a, what a phenomenal idea. And I forgot all about that, but what a great way to do it. Cause I've seen some people post on, on Facebook, a, a post to say, I just want this to come up and, remind me in 12 months time which I think is really cool as well how we get reminded about things two three four five years down the track so I think that's um that's great and gee it's just got me thinking now like don't miss this opportunity to really document and this is where I I was up pretty early this morning journaling yeah Um, and I must admit I've been a a little bit it's probably one area I've been a little bit slacking over recent times but I tell you it was a good morning just just journaling just getting down the thoughts and so forth because there is an enormous amount. I've been exhausted over the last sort of couple of weeks because it's just, as I said, it's, it's navigating. Uh, it's, 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 you know, this white water is just, it's tough to navigate. If I'm just floating down, I could actually put the oar down and just have a good look around, how good is this? But when you're actually, when, when you've got to navigate through um, and chart yourself through this, this, these sorts of um, turbulent times, it is tiring. You do need to think, so you need to be switched on. I think, I think you're so spot on about journaling too, because it's really, it's the analog way of getting back in touch with who we are. It's a bit of a GPS for us, the old journaling. It's, you know, the G stands for gratitude. What am I grateful for? You know, I'm sure I'm grateful for a fair few more things now because I've got the P part, which is perspective. You know, it's, it's not, my perspective is I'm not uh, locked down at home. I'm actually, I get to stay home and be safe. You know, so it's, yeah. it's pretty funky when you've got that opportunity, you know, you Opportunity because there was a uh, we did a Zoom through the through the organisation last week and we had a guest speaker. It was one of the um, one of our female agents. It's just it's just really adapted to conditions. She's adopted new initiatives and so forth, and things that she thought she'd never do, and and she's doing now. And it was just it was a real breath of fresh air. You know, it's one of those ah, moments that, that take a real deep breath and and, and just look around. Yep. You know, she said she goes look. I don't know what's going to happen next week, 
But could I tell you, I'm really excited to find out what it is. Yep. Yeah. And I thought, how's that for a perspective shift? Yeah, absolutely. And, oh, gee, next week's just going to be worse. And this, you know what? I'm excited to find out because then, you know, because you don't you don't grow unless you're in times of adversity. That's yep. when that's when growth happens. Yeah. So this is a, a this is a chance to do it. So, you know, hopefully this has brought some light into the darkness, Rick, and and just share, and we'll continue to, to do this and, and get some people on um, on Zoom. And, you know, as we said before we started this, Rick, um, this is not our ideal way of sharing voices of value um, by, by way of Zoom because we are touchy-feely, um, connecting-type um, people, but we've, we've adapted to what we need to do at this particular time. Yeah. So let's continue to sort of bring more voices of value to the microphone and to share initiatives in these times because I'm, you know, I'm excited to see who the next speaker is and what the next week holds and so forth and who is going to bring, you know, words of wisdom to the, um, to the microphone because this is not Melbourne focused. This is not Australia focused. This is, this is world dominated um, news at the moment in communities and, and as a, and globally, this is a massive shift. I mean, it's, I don't want to state the obvious, but it is a massive shift. So we need to keep trying to dig and uncover what it is that people are seeing, what are they feeling, what are they experiencing and, and, and how can we, you know, make the most of this time when humanity has taken this pause and all of a sudden there's people in China seeing blue skies for the first time and <laughs> um, there's dolphins in the canals of, of um, Venice you know, yeah. there's, there's a whole host of stuff that, that's sort of going on. So recognise it for what it is. Um, as we said from the outset, outset it's temporary, not permanent. Yep, yep. And, yep. and, and continue to, you know, think about hindsight uh, in a year or so and what, don't, don't have any regrets for this time. No, I love it. I think it's a, it's a great way of bringing this to a head, mate. And in that sort of global essence, let's just also, I think we mentioned it uh, in our last episode that one of our dear friends and uh, Voices of Value's very own sumo guy, Paul McGee, yeah. had uh, ch- you know, challenged with COVID-19. The great news is he is through that now um, and he sends uh, his, his thanks for all the the best wishes and, and uh, emails and SMSs and a lot of them he wasn't responding to because he didn't have the energy. He was sleeping 14, 16 hours of the day, but it's yeah. great that he's doing doing well in his home and, and voices of his very own Sarah Rowe, who's back home in Ireland, and uh, she sort of uh, has been connecting with me. So, you know Rick, I think, um, and I know we haven't discussed this, but um, I hope you don't mind me saying, but I'd, I'd love to get Paul back on again. Yeah, because having having been through it, because you know he's one of the smartest guys I know without a doubt, and not only the smartest guys, he's one of the most generous and caring and and thoughtful people that that, that I know or that we know. Well, let's um, just let's just put it on him now, live as we are. That we'll just yeah. say, uh, Paul McGee, you'll be available and up for a chat. I, I got to tell you, he he did a podcast uh, interview with. Um, Leanne Pilkington, who's also been on Voices of A, and she's got her own one, Courageous Conversations. And that podcast interview, I actually took about three pages of journal notes from him. He was really on his game, which kind of disappointed me that he didn't have that kind of quality with us. But look, <laughs> that's okay. That's how he rolls. I get how that rock and rolls. But no, I think you're spot on, mate. Let's let's speak to someone well, who's hopefully actually- he's had time with those sixteen hours sleep to rest <laughs> and rejuvenate to um, to give us something of absolute quality. 
I know. He sounds like Grizzly Adams, doesn't he? He's like a bloody bear. He's hibernated for most of the winter. But, um, yeah, no, I think, we, I think we'd get that happening because I think that would be pretty cool. But Let's do it. Sarah, Sarah Rowe from uh, Ireland is talking about what it's been like in quarantine as well. She's left Australia, went back home to, you know, uh, you know her, her home in Ireland and her father being quarantined coming in from China. And she, when she's telling me those stories, Pete, you just get a whole different perspective because really yeah. – we, 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 I'm not saying we're bitching and moaning, but you see a lot of people complaining about being locked down at home. It's like, no, you're not locked down. You're just basically restricted to, to, to home for the time being. But just be thankful for what you've got there. Be grateful for the, the fact you've got a home. Yeah, be grateful for the fact that you, you're head-sitting in the pillow at night you know, in your own home and you're safe, not in an ICU unit with bloody tubes sticking all out of you. So yeah. you know, I think we all definitely do that for sure. But hopefully today, my, my true wish is that everybody listening and watching we were able to listen to the way you pre-framed it because your first introduction into it mate was really 11 out of 10 and you know it's all about your focus right now it's all about your perspective it's all about your attitude of gratitude it's all about maybe making this a bit of a metaphoric time for you to say you know what this isn't going to define me this period but it's going to refine how I how I look at the world and it's going to make sure that I never ever let the conditions determine my conditions in terms of how I'm going to think about about things and my decisions are going to be as best I can moving forward. As you say, don't get stuck, just keep on moving forward. So hopefully there's been some value here for our, our listening audience and we, we do send special love to anyone out there who's doing it tough or knows anyone who is doing it tough and, uh, and we'll definitely bring uh, as many voices of value as we can to you during this period where we aren't able to hug each other in a studio because you know I love doing that, mate. And um, <laughs> yeah, But the beautiful thing is I do get the great gift of having you in my life almost uh on a, i wouldn't say daily but every second or third day we're, we're yakking at the moment and uh as much as you think i'm helping you no, i think it's daily i'm pretty sure it's daily <laughs> yeah. well gay says it is you, said it's, you do need to get a room but we're not allowed to um but uh but i think the real message there i, w- I would say is helping others get through it helps us get through it and i think that's mm-hmm. part of leadership is that we we're helping our teams get through and then by default we get through with them so we want to burst through the finish line of this. We want to slingshot out of it. Um, and we're going to do that with our communities and our tribe. So, uh, again, mate, I, I want to thank you for this one. It's really been one you've driven, and I've been happy to be a passenger on this one, let me tell you. Oh, no, look, it's, uh, it's all of us together um, navigating our way through. So hopefully you know, our listeners have picked up some value there. And um, we're always here, so you can always direct messages and or if there's you know anything that you'd, you'd like to share and and we're, that you think would be of value to, to share out there to the uh, wider world and our listeners, but um, but thanks for another episode of Voices of Value and thanks for tuning in and make sure if you have had some value and some insights and some inspiration, whatever it may be, please make sure you share it with your networks. Um, we really wanted to spread the word and get the word out there. Um, Rick, do you want to say anything in closing? No, I think you've summed it up uh, brilliantly, mate. Thank you for the gift of you today. Thank you, mate, and also for you, Ricky. And uh, until next time, thanks for listening to Voices of Value. We trust you enjoyed listening to Voices of Value, a shared conversation between Rick Rushton, Peter Kakos, and their valued guests. Their views are not necessarily those of the wider world, but they should be. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or your preferred podcast source. And we love to hear both your feedback and ratings on the content we provide. Additional information can be sourced through our website, voicesofvaluepodcast.com.
Join the conversation again next week when Peter and Rick continue the search for truth, justice and the value-added way.